Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oklahoma, Midlothian, Old Fort Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! I'm getting uh, physical therapy now, twice a week physical for my, my back. On your head? Oh. Your no, back? What did you do to your what did my you? head? That would be mental therapy. Yeah, he oh, needs that too. Physical therapy. Let's start with physical. On no, your back? What, what did yeah. you do to your back? The bacchiotomy. What did you do to your back? So, you guys were all in the pool today. You had the kids front. in the pool. Well, actually, Bill didn't get in the pool. He wore long pants. You brought your swimsuit and never jumped in. Yeah, well, I Are you sitting Bill, in your swim trunks right now? I wanted Bill to feel safe. Hold on a second. So You're said, sitting in I'm your swim not trunks. I'm sitting in my swim trunks. Were you wearing in them earlier? No, I brought them, but I didn't. You brought them. Okay. Why I just worry about Bill to feel trunks? alone. Mike, are you wearing underwear cool. right now? Yeah, of course I'm wearing what underwear. Ca- what now. color are they? <laughs> are they gray? I don't know. They are gray. Show them. You say gray, I don't know. Show them. Are they gray? Let's see them. How do you not know what color your underwear are? This is not that. important. They're black and gray. Wow. All right. Anyway, it. this episode of Southside Pod is brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions, named one of the Southland's best the last couple of years. And also they have that express service. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. Know what you want. See the cost right on the website. You can order and schedule on site immediately for quick service. Who puts their pricing right up on the website when they're doing waterproofing and keeping water out of your basement from sub pumps to big giant projects, leveling the concrete, protecting your home? Your basement's best defense is at FamilyDry.com. We're going to learn how to barbecue today with a professional. Our guest is an instructor. He runs classes around the South Side. However you do barbecue, I think you're going to learn something today from a master right here on the South Side. Back down, I hurt myself though. The the ladder that we have, it's not like one of those up and down like step ladder things. It's got like like, like a sideways. Yeah. Step. No, no, no. It's it's basically set up. Every for, ladder is an up and down sort of thing. Yeah, but no, the not like a step of ladder. A ladder. Not like a step ladder. Like you go up on normal steps, you go down, and it's almost like platforms going in. Like they're big, wide, you like, you know, you could sit graded on steps. them steps. They're graded steps, is what it is. So it's heavier. So okay. We're putting the pool. We're putting the ladder into the pool, and before it's not a normal pool. Like it doesn't have water. No, it's a normal pool with water. (laughs) You You know what? (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I thought in radio you're supposed to paint a picture. I'm trying to paint a picture. So the stairs have. I'm like Andy Warhol. I like I take a crap on the picture (laughs) (laughs) and then sell it for millions. And I have my daughter helping me lift it up. Yeah. And my son is standing in the pool to put it in there because we're going to have to exchange it and we're going to have to shift the weight. I go over it yeah. multiple times. Like, this is how we're going to do it. If we don't do it right, dad's going to get hurt. True. And dad got dad hurt. Got hurt. My, my daughter was having one of those teenage girl days where she didn't like her father. And, a, and I was an idiot. Okay. And and she was like, why do I have to do this? I look and forward she kind of huh? half-assed it. And it started to fall on her. And when it started to fall on her, I, even though I wanted to punch her in the head because she was driving me nuts, 
She's still my little girl. So I didn't let it fall on her. And I wrenched my back and I had a lower lumbar injury and all the muscles around my spine and everything like that just basically popped at once. You could feel it. And I was like, I'm done. I laid on the floor for two weeks and then we did x-rays and at least like nothing moved, like no discs are screwed up. And then it's just been physical therapy for the I'm last I'm glad you months. didn't injure your disc. Yeah. yeah. I'm, been I'm glad I didn't injure my disc, disc either. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst kind of injury, a little disc, disc injury. injury. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. You want to hurt your disc. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, but now I'm getting physical therapy, which is, which is, I'll be you, honest with you. Is she hot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. They all are. I'm pretty sure when you go to school for it, they don't even like the, they don't take the ugly ones. I mean, what am I supposed to say about that? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I don't what know the, what it is. And the thing is, is that sometimes you, I want to just throw myself down the stairs <laughs> just to go to physical therapy. <laughs> There's no ugly physical therapist. No, there really aren't. I don't know how that happened. I will tell you this. Like the thing that the thing that's really crazy is that she was the one that sat there and said, what was her name? Like Brittany with an eye. Uh, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> she probably listened to the show. <laughs> It's going to be a really awkward physical therapy session. Angie with an eye. Was it with an eye? Anyone with an eye? Caitlin with an eye. With two eyes. Oh. (laughs) She's the one that sat there and said, the the exercises are not helping you. You need more deep tissue massages. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I I need a lot of those. Right. I need just. And she passed you off to Olga, right? Bring on Helga. <laughs> I come home every day and I tell my wife that, that John over there did a, yeah. gave me a great massage. With John like, with an eye. Yeah, John with an eye. Southside Pod in a kitchen. Normally you see us like running around in a park or like at some storefront or in a really busy crowd. Instead what I'm at is I'm at a kitchen in Lamont while some guy drills something like three floors up and I don't know how to get him to stop. So uh, apologies for that. But I have Dave Faco here and uh, he is not the owner of Big Dave's Shed. Uh, he's got Big Ed's Shed. First of all, what's with the name, Dave? How are you? Uh, um, it's actually a... Poor calculation on branding for a long time. Um, <laughs> um, because obviously my name is Dave. Right. And the name of the business is Big Ed Shed. Um, exactly. It's named it after my dad. Okay. Uh, my dad was a truck driver. He really was an adventurous, fun-loving guy. He loved the outdoors. He loved cooking outdoors and grilling and barbecue and everything. And it was kind of just an ode to him. He loved a good old brandy old-fashioned and a few cocktails and barbecue so we kind of named it after him and that's kind of what we like to do too is an adventurous form of barbecue i like that though i like that name it after dad all right next podcast i'm naming it after dad his <laughs> name is that as well it works out perfectly i love the idea of teaching people how to do it like i'll, I'll give you my experience a little bit in, in barbecue uh my dad didn't do it right if he was going to barbecue he has one recipe he makes a barbecue chicken and I've watched him do it. It's spectacular way he does it, but he's just using a store-bought sauce. He's just kind of got his system where he wraps it in tin foil. It falls off the bone. He takes, and he's just using a regular grill. To him, that was barbecue. Like he didn't do any of the smoking thing. I got into smoking by you know traveling to different places and seeing them do it and saying I want to do this. And I started off with one of those tiny little like smokers that you get. It was like a hundred bucks, and I I got into ribs right away. And since then, I've upgraded a little bit with my smoker. I've tried different things. But in reality, it's whatever I can just read in a book because it's not like it's not like anybody lets you in on their secret, Ed. 
or Dave, I call it to Ed. <laughs> Not like everybody who lets you on your secret because, and you're letting people in on the secret. You're teaching them how to do that. Tell me about that. Um, I just really like sharing the experience. I've been doing this um, for about over 30 years, barbecuing and grilling, et cetera. I've been catering for people's home parties for that long as well. And I just really like sharing the experience. I want people to walk out and say, and I can do this at home um, in addition to hiring a caterer to do a party or going to a barbecue restaurant. Um, I actually even do um, um, barbecue classes as home parties. People will bring me in and rather than just cater the party, I do the class at the house party as well. But how far do you, how much do you get to teach them? Because some of these things take hours. Are you at the house from like, for like 12 hours? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, the like, all right, we've, we've prepped it and now I'm gonna, we're all gonna sit around for the next 12 hours while it smokes. Typically, so like, yeah. typically the classes are um, about four to six hours. Um, and what we'll typically do is the, the things that take much longer to cook, I'll cook them ahead of time or have them at least started. Um, before I get to the class. So for example, I taught a class at Pollyanna one time. I showed up at Pollyanna's parking lot at about 3 a.m., fired up, had a Pollyanna beer while I was doing it. Well, you should. <laughs> and and you know, the class started at 11. So I was there for eight hours prior to the class even, even starting. Um, so that's kind of how we do it. And then we also do things in the class that you can do within that time frame. So we actually show them how to make rubs we show them how to make sauces. We actually make some of the sauces. Um, and we do the things that you can cook a little quicker, like chicken or even ribs and things of that nature can be cooked within the class. All right, so uh, we're gonna get into what makes good barbecue because you, you're preparing some things today, which yes. I think is amazing. So we're gonna take a look at it. But first, let's talk sauce because I look over here at what you have and you have different kinds of sauces. Correct. You have your Western Carolina barbecue sauce, your South Carolina barbecue sauce, and a Memphis barbecue sauce. Now. Based upon my travels, Memphis barbecue sauce, if I, somebody was sitting there saying, which one do you want to have off the top of your head? I'd probably go with that because that's probably the closest thing to the sauce that most Chicagoans, I think, are used to. The Carolina stuff looks like a mustard, that South Carolina South stuff. Carolina, not yes. everybody loves that, but it, it is good. And the Western Carolina, I'm not exactly sure what the difference is with, between that and Memphis. So what's the difference? So you're going to get a little bit of a mini barbecue class yeah, right yeah, now. That's what so I want. When you want to think about a barbecue, it's, um, it's, it, there's all different regional American styles. And okay. we could spend hours doing it right here. But essentially, you start on the east, east side uh, in the Eastern Carolinas, which I don't have that sauce here. Um, but on the far eastern ends of the Carolinas, is their barbecue sauces are just plain old vinegar and some pepper, maybe a few other uh, little things. Um, then you get into the South Carolina style, European immigrants, uh, Czech, German, etc. They all, they immigrated to South Carolina during colonial times in the 1800s. And obviously a common condiment in Europe is mustard. So they started making mustard-based barbecue sauces. It's very um, different from what I think most people grow up uh, having. It's very different. People get shocked when they see it, and it is my personal favorite. I will take that over anything else really? any day. It is you like mustard on your on your meat? Yes, especially on the pork. Okay. And it works great on the okay. chicken. Not okay. so much on the brisket. I don't like to put You're gonna make any me sauce try on the brisket. You're definitely going to try it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then you got the Western Carolina, which is kind of a vinegary-based sauce. Um, it's um, with a little bit of tomato in it. I saw that more when I picked it up, that it was like- Much a, more liquidy. Was, yeah, very liquidy, yeah. Um, um, it, it's it's uh, commonly known as the Lexington style or the Piedmont style of- of barbecue kind of in the western end of Carolina uh, of North Carolina there's a town there called Lexington and it's literally the epicenter of that style of, of barbecue Memphis as you correctly said is kind of the closest thing you're going to find to things on the shelf but nowhere near as sweet I'm, I'm not a big fan of sweet sauces or thick and not a big sweet sauces. baby Ray's guy huh uh, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. The first two ingredients in it are high fructose sugar and sugar. Yeah, well, it's funny. like Dad, when I told you Dad's barbecue chicken thing, it used to be open pit, right? Back in the day, he'd be putting open pit on it, and now he puts Sweet Baby Ray's on it. Like, that's what he does. He goes and gets the store-bought stuff. Uh, you know, I get my... Honest to goodness, I always get mine like sent to me from like uh, uh, Kansas City, you know, or some other place. Like I have friends in different parts of the country. I'm like, send me some sauce. I'm barbecuing. I generally will do that instead of buying off the shelf here. So that, I get that, it. That's your best thing. You're yeah. actually going to go home with all of these. So this is great. This is why I do this. You're, you're going to go home, and you're going to go home with some of the bar barbecue oh, we demonstrate later. We've awesome. got a brisket pork. But you basically, the bottom line is, you know, barbecue is regionally driven. Um, and variate, there's all kinds of variations in, in the barbecue. Um, I call it my barbecue adventure manual that I sent to you prior to this. I explain all the different regional variations and what makes them unique and different. And there's all different kinds. It's based on the type of meat you use, the type of wood that's used to smoke, the type of rub or seasoning you're used, and ultimately also the sauces that you finish the barbecue Can you with. screw up by using the wrong sauce coupled with the wrong kind of wood? Like here, here's an example for you. So I, I've done barbecue ribs before uh, so often that there's a local rib competition that I've been in for years. And there's a couple times I've almost won. I've been up towards the top. I'll be honest with you. I'm sure I'm not as good as you, but I, I had a guy who told me that he drives around and goes to different contests all the time, tried my ribs and said, I don't understand why these didn't end up in the top five or whatever one time. He enjoyed it and he goes to contests. So I had something there. And what I noticed right away is that Southsiders love sweet. Like what I was doing wasn't sweet enough and that's why I wasn't winning. So I did this thing one year where I just got applewood, did a little bit of the Jack Daniels things in there as well in my chips, right? Give it a little bit of that, that, that smoke and the flavor. Okay, and then I got myself a basic hickory, like I, it was from like some, some place in Indiana where the Amish were making it and I got a hickory sauce and I went and got myself some apple butter and I put the apple butter in the sauce and it was the one year that i placed higher than any other time because people love sweet Correct. you I, I can't tell whether or not you think that's an abomination or was a good idea um it's well first of all it's a good idea for what you were doing yeah. um competition barbecue in particular is very different from restaurant and catering barbecue or backyard barbecue um they're definitely looking for in competition barbecue that those sweeter profiles both in the sauces and the meat and the the wooden part on the flavor chicago style which is kind of a little micro style definitely has a sweet angle to its um sauces as well but not not exclusively if you go to some of the old school um, Chicago barbecue places like Lamb's or something on 75th Street, you're going to see some of the vinegary sauces as well. Um, but it's just, you're correct, that sweet profile is what they're looking for. It's why I used to do competitions. I rarely did well. Now you're like, I'm done. Because <laughs> really, you make it, you go, this is great, this it, is great. And then these people don't vote for it. And you're like, this is ridiculous. Were, right? I, re I remember one time I was in a, one of the bigger uh, uh, barbecue competitions and one of the pro teams was next to me and he tasted my stuff. And he, of course, said it was really good. And I don't know if he was blowing smoke or not, but he said it's really good. And then he laughed. He goes, you ain't going to do so well. He goes, your stuff isn't sweet enough. Well, I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I judged just last month here in Lamont when they were doing the festival that was on, where Matt's was having his his big thing here in Lamont, he's doing barbecue. And I judged over there and I remember going through it thinking to myself, I'm gonna ignore the sauces and focus on the meat because 
sauce is in the eye of the beholder, and that's how I kind of tried to judge it. But I think I don't think that's how everybody does it all the time. No, and especially um, um, I would have loved to have been at that competition, but I w- it was Father's Day weekend, and I was sitting on my boat drinking beer up in Wisconsin. <laughs> and I, I would have loved to have done the competition or at least attended it, but in this case, I wanted to sit on my boat drinking Good beer and, and having a few brandy old fashions that night. Okay, so before we move on to the meats. Sure. What's your number one tip with making a sauce? Is it keeping it simple? Is it trial and error? Like when you're teaching people how to make a sauce, when you're coming up with a sauce, are you just using a recipe or do you kind of have an idea of this is how you make it? Um, I think it's all about balance. It's balancing the, fl- the, the flavors in here. So mo- most of our, all barbecue sauces have vinegar in them. I use apple cider vinegar in mine. Um, they have some type of base. In this case, the Memphis or the, the Carolina have a tomato base in there as well. Um, not uh, in the South Carolina as a mustard base. So it's, a, it's about balancing those two primary components and then the seasoning. So all of my, um, my sauces have some of my homemade rubs in it as well. Oh, so you a, put the rub in the sauce? I put some of my own, own rub. I make, okay. I make three different variations of rub. I make a traditional Texas brisket rub, which is nothing more than 50-50 salt and pepper. I do a Carolina-focused um, rub, which is kind of a heavy mix of paprika and onion and garlic and some other things. And then I do a Memphis rub for my ribs, my Memphis ribs, which is a little bit spicier. Yeah, spice. Is it? Can you get too spicy? Do you, ever um, put, do you put peppers in these things ever, or what? I, none of my none of my sauces are particularly spicy. The Carolina one would be the spiciest one, and even that's a mediumish yeah. heat at most. Um, I got nothing against spice. Some people like spicy sauces, but I try to focus more on. Um, um, my interpretation of the regional styles of, 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 of barbecue. And spice isn't always a component. It is definitely a component of some barbecue. I have a confession to make. It's true. And I'm guessing you have done the same thing. Put more time into thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for your retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree with you. And I want to help you out. I've got a local, experienced, down-to-earth guy who's a friend of this show. He's got a get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values. And he's been around for over 20 years right here on the South Side. His name is Tom Walsh. He's located on the corner of 111th and Kedzie, and he's waiting for your call. In times of financial uncertainty, how can you stay on track? Call someone who's invested in your success. Reach out to Tom now, 773-779-0023, or pop in at the office right on 111th and Kedzie. Tell them we sent you. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. All right, we're, we're here at Big Ed's Shed uh, to get Big Ed's to actually do something for you or to find them like how does somebody after because you're going to show us the meat now we're going to go through the barbecue and the secret of good barbecue we're going to look at what you've made here today but like if somebody wants to find you or they want to eat your food what's the best option for them right now um the best thing to do find me is go to my website bigedshed.com we're a mobile catering and event company and we do as i said barbecue classes and some personal chefing as well and contact us about what you're interested in, whether it's a home party, a work function, or a public event. And then we can talk about availability and different options. We have a variety of packages and a lot of different options to order things a la carte as well. Okay, well, before you grab what you have there and we sure. go through it, if I asked you what the secret was to good barbecue, if somebody sat there, if, if, if you had one thing that like, don't forget to do this, or this is how you prep it, 
or whatever it is, like what's your number one piece of advice? You teach classes, you must hammer certain things home in every class. Well, there's actually multiple things, but I think the most important thing to do good barbecue, assuming you're working through fire building barbecue, not some automated system. No, fire building, is, like is, men, is, like is, men. Is, is <laughs> Okay. Men, I, yeah. men building Listen, fire. I, show, I go to these barbecue competitions and see these guys, they just bring out like a case and then they plug it into an outlet and then they set what they're making and then they shove the meat in there and then they start drinking. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I understand that. I get it. That's great. But what, what fun is that? I want to build fire. I want to put chips on the fire. I want to have like water pans in there and spray things. And I want to be active. Yeah, you want to, you want to be active with yeah. it. Um, um, there's all different ways to get there. I'm um, being active with it, whether it's you're using full logs, chunks, uh, hardwood, char you know, charcoal, whatever. There's all different ways. I use a hardwood charcoal. The that's stuff the that's steeped just in wood. I don't want any of that chemical stuff. I want the stuff that's the natural wood. I use um, uh, hardwood charcoal as my starter, and then I use um, whole logs. I'm a hickory smoker. I use hickory logs. Throw for a whole my, log on there, huh? <laughs> I, I use splits. They call them splits or stick burners. Because I have, I have five smokers, <laughs> but one of them's an offset offset reverse flow laying smoker. Okay. And then I have three other smaller smokers and then one other um, um, option that I can smoke with as well. I don't have a pellet smoker or anything like that, but everything I have either burns chocolate or wood. You know, we don't have, I'm gonna have you get to the meat here in a second, but sure. I, I am curious about this. You want the, what? You want to know what's the best thing, right? Well, I want to know what the best thing, what's the most important thing that you do? Um, I, well, I think there's multiple things, but I think it's building and maintaining a fire properly. Yes. Two is staying consistent with your temperature in. In, 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 as you're cooking. That's where the pellet things and stuff come in handy for people because it's consistent. Right. The thing is, is where you run into trouble and when you're smoking your barbecue is the spikes on your, on your temperature, up and down. And three is having balance in the flavors, starting with the meat and the quality of the meat you're using, the rubber seasoning you're using, the type of wood you're using, hickory, oak, whatever it might be. Um, and then ultimately how you're, how you're finishing it with whatever sauce, et cetera, you might be putting on it. I think that's gotta have a lot of balance. We were talking about the sweetness earlier. Loading up your ribs or some other barbecue with a big, goopy, thick, sweet sauce that dominates the flavor is not balanced, and I don't think that's good barbecue. Some people like that. I not don't. everybody does. Not everybody no, does. No. It's all about balance. I got that. All right, before we grab that, one other thing. Is there a difference in your mind to smoker setups? Because I, I gotta be honest with you, like I have always preferred, and I've seen the other ones, I've seen them where the water pans off to the side and the flow kind of runs like, you know, horizontal. I like the one where everything runs vertical. I love the big standing ones, you know? I build my fire on the bottom. I've got a pan of water there. It creates a little steam, keeps everything moist, and I've got multiple racks going up. And I just have this big tower is what I build. I even will hang ribs like from the top of the thing. Awesome. And, and that's, that's, I love that because everything then, it, it seems less likely to dry out. Am, am I just afraid to try something new or do you, what, what system works best for you? No, you're onto something. Yeah. Like I said, I own five smokers. I have an offset. You I like the box. thing that runs down. Um, yeah. I definitely, I, there's actually a whole section in my classes I teach about different smokers and what the pros and cons of them. Vertical smoking is probably the best and most efficient way of smoking. It's awesome. Um, because if you think about it, what does smoke want to do when you-, you Go up. It wants to go up. Right. And there's nothing wrong with offsets. I run most so of my stuff steam. in an offset. So does the steam that comes out of the water pan. It's, yeah. But it offsets, you know, it's just a different system of doing it. Um, you got the bullet smokers, like the little, the Weber Smoky Mountain or similar to the things you buy at the box stores. 
Those work pretty good as well, as long as you get a decent version of them. One of my favorite smokers I ever had, I'm not plugging the brand, but it was called Backwoods, and it was a Backwoods competitor smoker. I could put about 25 or 30 uh, pork butts in it. Yeah. And it was a vertical smoker, had a water pan at the bottom, I burned logs in it. Um, it was insulated, so I could run that thing sometimes overnight in the middle of winter when it was 10 degrees out and burn three logs. That's great. <laughs> Dave, this has been so interesting. It really has been. I really appreciate you uh, letting us into your kitchen. I think I've learned so much about barbecue that my wife's going to be annoyed because we're going to be doing a lot of smoke in here, especially because we're getting getting close to the fall. And this is maybe my favorite. Like everybody like, oh, I'm out. It's summertime. No, when you're smoking, I like being out there in the fall. I like a little bit of a brisk breeze out there when I'm doing it. And the smoke out there pouring out. The kids aren't bothering me because it's a little too chilly for the pool. Like that's when I like to do my smoke and we're going to be trying a lot of things. And I'll be, I guarantee you, I'm going to produce this. People are going to watch this and, or they're going to listen to it or whatever. And I'm going to go back and re-listen and re-watch it a couple of times because I think I could pick up a lot here. Actually, my brisket recipe is in the manual I sent to you. Same for the pulled pork. I got the manual. I got the manual. If anybody wants to get the manual, learn from you. Again, give the website out. Uh, BigEdShed.com. BigEdsShed.com. He's based out of Lamont, but he goes everywhere. And uh, Dave, thanks so much. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. That entire segment, including a look at the pulled pork and brisket that he did, is going to be on the YouTube page. Like, I listened to the audio and it's pretty good, but you need to see what he did. Southside Pod has its own YouTube channel. Go follow it. I'm going to have the video up this weekend. It is now time for the Southside Pod Bulletin Board, brought to you by Spoken Vine, Wine Bar and Bottle Shop, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. An incredible array of wine, some great small plates as well, hot food, 21 and over place. See more at SpokeAndVineWines.com. Irish Fest taking place Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the entire weekend, Gaelic Park, 6119 West 147th Street in Oak Forest. You thought they only partied in March. No, in August they're partying as well. Irish bands, dance schools, artists bringing the essence of Ireland right to you at Gaelic Park. Get more information and tickets at ChicagoGaelicParkIrishFest.org. That's a mouthful. On Saturday in Tinley Park, Music in the Plaza presenting Nashville Electric Company. It's going to be at Zabraki Plaza, live country music. Also on Saturday, 5 p.m. start for Adventures in Parrot Dice, a Jimmy Buffett tribute band at the Lyric Theater in Blue Island. Doors actually open at 5. The show starts, though, at 7.30. Also in Blue Island on Saturday, August the 26th, four rock bands playing at Blue Island Beer Company. So if you're not into Jimmy Buffett, you can rock out to Pontiac, Week Lung, The Swabs, and You Died. I don't know the bands, but the description is cranked amps, spilled beers, and high-energy rock and roll. If that's your scene, that's where you should be on Saturday night. The last thing on the bulletin board brought to you by SidSauce.net. They grow the peppers right here on the south side and develop these incredible hot sauces. It's the only place I get my hot sauce from, and there's always something new available to check out. They also deliver to your door for pretty much all of the listening area. See what they have at SidSauce.net. This Saturday and Sunday in Lamont, the Forge Art Walk is going on. You go to the world's largest adventure park, the Forge, And then, from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday, you get to walk around and check out live music. 
Live performances from theater groups, painters, dance groups, interactive hike through the art, fine art displays, classes, workshops, so much more. It's only five bucks a person again out at the Forge in Lamont. And remember, if you have something for the bulletin board, reach out to us right through southsidepod.com. Before we get out of here, Bill, I, I, I've got something that i got to talk about that's concerning to me. And, and it has to do with Mike over here. Uh, and, and it has to do with the fact that he's been left alone yet again. Yet again, for like another week with all three of his children. Like, the guy's basically a single dad. My wife has been going on vacation like every other week. Without yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about that. Well, because here's the thing. What's the last wanna, vacation you've been on? Hold on a second. I want to go a on vacations ago. without my wife, but I know when I start doing that, she'll be like, hold on a second. He doesn't want to deal with me anymore. Like, she would pick up on that. You haven't picked up on it because your no, wife is gallivanting all over the globe with you. She went you. one with her mother, and she went one with her mother and her cousins, her and mother. she took one of our kids. Yeah. That's what it is. Her mother yeah. she's running around with. Do you have with. picture proof that she's with her mother? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you ask Actually, for proof no. of life? I, no, I don't. Do you be like, can you send a picture of you and your mother? She sends me a picture of, like, the big giant moose Six they saw dudes. The Here's my guides. <laughs> 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 Why are you in a pool? Oh, you know. These are all the guides. Yeah, they're all the guides. This Why, do guide, their, Why do they have their shirts off? He's in charge of the trail. Yeah. This one here is in charge of the snacks. This one over here is in charge of the mules. Right. This one over here is in charge of the cameras. And this and one this- is in charge of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. No it's photos true. like that. It's no funny. photos. No. None of those. I'll ask her for one though. It's the south side. It's the south side. It's south side pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the south side pod. Y'all come back now. Here. <laughs>